Question for you. Why am I so tired? Another question for you. Why are you so tired? Why are we so tired? Think right now. What comes to your mind? Why? Don't say it out loud. There's, there's too many of us in the room to do it or too many of us online. If you're online and you want to just chat, why are you so tired? We're tired. I have a list in front of me. These all came together from a group and one sitting, one group of people. And I'm going to say some things that you know are reasons why you're tired. You ready? Anger. Everybody's angry. Go on Twitter. No, don't. <laughs> Bad news. The news. Your work. Your boss. Ridiculous pace you're trying to keep. I'm trying to keep. The traffic. <laughs> How about this? Financial strain. Now, I'm not trying to bum you out, but if you find yourself now kind of going into a tired funk, hey, that's the problem. That's what we have to deal with. Politics. All the wrong, the unfairness, the injustice, the homelessness, the hunger, all the broken people's lives in the world. And we all see all of it all the time because we know what's going on on the entire planet. It's over. I'm just speaking personally. I'm overwhelmed by what I am able to see that's going on that's so hard for people. Lack of sleep. We're tired because we don't sleep enough. Lack of, uh, it may be you're in a medication program that makes it hard for you to sleep. Stress. Our life has a lot of stress in it. We're tired. Stress could be a reason. It could be illness. It could be your illness that makes you tired. It could be an illness of someone else that makes you tired. And that, that's going on in our family. Like crazy that's going on. Worried about something that's coming. I just This is a list that I just unscientifically collected in less than an hour with one group of guys. And then supplemented it with a few more minutes with a couple of other people. And, you know, here's the thing. We're tired and we're going hard at it. And I want you to know something. I have never been patted on the back and said, boy, way to rest. That's not what goes on out there. And some of you aren't going to like what I'm about to say. But this is a culture. We, the culture is lying to us in the following way. And you, if you're going to be a Jesus follower, you always have to say, is it out there the way God wants it in God's kingdom? And the culture out there is telling us, go, 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 go. You never get patted on the head for being a good boy for stopping and resting. That's not 100% true because some of you love me and you tell me to slow it down or to quit or to rest or whatever. You pat me on the back when you think I've rested. Catch that? Even though Kathy and I took a few days off between Christmas and New Year's, in those days I really rested. I mean, the night before I came back to work, I was wound so tight I couldn't sleep. And I, I just am. It's just me. I'm not saying that maybe you can sleep. 
But I, I have a little bit of anxiety in me. I've had it m- most of my life. And anxiety I would define as fear of the future. But one person just yesterday, Friday, said to me, anxiety is giving up the loss before you even play the game. <laughs> so I don't know, TCU. Um, so I, I do have a little bit. That's just the response of the hurts in my family and my life. Just a little bit of anxiety. And if you have anxiety, it may be a, a response to some trauma you've been through. But I have that. But So I struggle with resting. I just struggle with it. And what I mean by that is, I don't know, maybe what I mean is I can't do it. <laughs> I sit down and I, the people that know me, here's what they know what will happen. This is what Kathy would say. Even when we're sitting at home. Out comes the screen. The screen's killing me. Maybe it's killing you. When I say screen, I mean this. I mean a tablet. I mean a laptop. And I mean these monitors. I may dupe myself into thinking that watching Netflix is rest. It ain't rest. I don't feel any more rested once I've binge-watched Rain or something, REIGN. It was good. And I binge watched that or whatever it is, the Ozarks, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. So I don't feel any more rested. And, and, and that's our problem. I, you, may, you may tell me you don't have a problem, but you're going to have to convince me because I think our culture is exhausted. And the reason is we don't rest. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk about what we mean about real rest Genuine rest, authentic rest, which is connecting ourselves to Jesus. That's what it's going to end up being. So the series, I, the series is to help us. The series is called Rhythms. Do you misspell rhythm every time you write it down? I do. Because there's no vowel in the second syllable. But so it messes me up every time. Rhythms of renewal. And what we're going to do is we're going to look at these four parts of renewal. Rhythms of renewal. And we're going to talk about rest, restore, connect, and create, and just a few things about each of those, okay? We're, we're borrowing this, we're curating this series from a woman named Rebecca Lyons, and I have a workbook for you that you can pick up from the ushers as you leave, which is from her organization that she leads. Some of you, the name is rattling a little familiar because she was the woman that spoke to you folks, you women, when you met at Palmasia Country Club for what we call here the real event. So there are a couple of hundred women there. Many of you were there, and you heard Rebecca speak. So we are curating a four-week series called Rhythms of Renewal, and rest is week one today. Rest means, <clears throat> excuse me, rest means, we're pulling apart life artificially to, to examine it. Rest is talking about our spiritual life, our inner life. You with me? So that's what that's about. Restore, we're going to lean a little bit more to sort of physicality, sort of taking care of ourselves, physical health, that kind of stuff. And those are two input rhythms. Okay, input, meaning we take things in, we rest, we are get to be re-nourished, and we take care, we make decisions about how we take care of our bodies. And oh, oh by the way, a week ago, I said I'm going off sugar. <laughs> to my... I couldn't hear what Lumpy said. Those of you online, I got a, a peanut gallery comment from over here. That's okay. So what happened is I said, I said I'm, gonna, I'm eating too much sugar. 
and I was cold turkey. So this past officially January began on Tuesday morning, not Monday morning or Sunday morning. So Tuesday morning when all the holiday was over, I went no sugar. <laughs> I'm going to be okay. <laughs> so it really hadn't been as hard as I thought it was going to be. So one person who is a part of the group, when I talked about a part of this family, he challenged me to a fat boy contest. So now we're reporting back in. So I weighed in on Tuesday morning and reported my weight, and I'll weigh in again next Tuesday morning, and I'll report my weight, and we'll keep each other accountable. So uh, anyway, if you want in on the contest, come. let me know. But don't, don't come in there unless you're brave, okay? Because we mean this is serious business. And if, we will humiliate you publicly if you join the group and then bail. <laughs> so anyway, where was I? I was, I was trying to do, input means we're taking things in, resting or spiritual or inner life and restore, meaning to, to fix the body up a little bit, to take care of it. And then, and then we, we're talking about connect, which is more like social. It's like friends and family and hanging out and that kind of thing. And then the final one, create, is what gifts do I have to offer to the world? And that would include, of course, our jobs, a stay-at-home mom all the way to a rocket scientist. How, how am I contributing, creating? And it's about creation. It's about adventure. It's about playing. It's about giving to the world what it is that I was made to do. It's a little bit like your baptismal vow that you were made by God for a purpose. And we discover, in fact, this, the, the subtitle for this series, <clears throat> Rhythms of Renewal, Trading Stress and Anxiety for a Life of Purpose and Peace. I'll repeat that. Trading in stress and anxiety and taking a life of peace and purpose. I think I want some of that. I want some peace in person. And this is sort of, by the way, doing this here and now in this time of year is sort of the antidote to uh, New Year's resolutions, all of which we collapse on. But this is, this is about resolution, however, because when we talk about rhythms of renewal, we're talking about intentionality, rhythm. Every day, we're making ourselves over, we're, we're choosing the rhythm, whatever it might be. And again, today we're going to talk more about rest. How can I choose each day intentionality? So that's what the challenge is for us in any part of life. But can I be intentional about learning how to live more into God's peace and God's purpose, getting rid of anxiety and stress? <clears throat> so rhythms, intentionality, renewal. It's to repair what's broken or worn out. We're going to intentionally input more of who God made us to be by attaching ourselves to Jesus, and we're going to repair what's broken and wore out. That's what these four weeks are going to be about. Again, it's about rest. It's about restore. It's about connect. It's about created. <clears throat> a little bit, little bit of a congestion going on. It's only three weeks in. Maybe it's because I quit eating sugar. See, the thing that we, I want you to understand is back to rest, and that's what we'll do the rest of this morning. Rest was ordained by and created by God. God created rest. God blesses rest. Now, you're, you're already pushing back. No, man, I can do this. It, you may be bragging to your friends about how little sleep you need. It's, a, it's, it's not going to work for us. 
We need more sleep than we can get, and God made us that way. We need rest. Watch what happens. This is in the creation account. This is Genesis chapter 2, verses 1, 2, and 3. Now, what happened in chapter 1 is that God made everything. And look what happens when God finishes making everything. Six days, rhythm day one, rhythm day two. It was evening, it was morning, it was the first day. Evening, morning, second day, lots of rhythm. And then God gets to the seventh day. Watch this. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, God rested from all his work. On the seventh day, God rested from all his work. Then he rested. Then, look what comes first. He rested and then he blessed the seventh day. Made it holy. Because on it he rested from all the work of creating what he had done. So let's just say, I, you know what I used to say? Well, if it's good enough for God, it's good enough for me. But I realize that's theologically kind of shallow. God doesn't need to rest. God's not tired. This is for us. So the question is, why does God want us to go hard, really hard? Go hard. Do what God built you to do. Six days. And then shut it down for a day. It's because when we shut it down, we're reminded in a rhythm that it's not about me and I didn't do it. And what I really need, what I long for, what I most desperately have to have in my life is a connection, a real relationship with God. That's where the seventh day of rest gets me. Because on that day, we don't veg out. That's why Netflix is not how we do this thing about taking a Sabbath in our life. If you'll let me use that terminology, it's, it's taking a Sabbath in your life. It's not about Netflix. And it, it, I found out, by the way, that golf is legal on the Sabbath. It is. Trust me, it's in the Bible. <laughs> so it, for you and for me, it's about realizing that the promise of God to take care of us, to restore us, to be our God, to stay faithful to the covenant that God says, I love you no matter what for the rest of ever. All of that we can connect to because on the, on seven, the seventh day, God said, just shut it down and enjoy me. It's being in this room. It's a part of it. So what, this is what I want for us when we come in this room. I want you to do it, and I want, I want me to do it. I want to come in this room on Sundays when we gather and flick a switch. And the switch you're flicking is a switch that says, I'm going to come in there, and I'm going to on purpose aim myself at God, and I'm going to try to connect to God. And if you don't like, if you don't, if you're not, if a lot of people don't like to sing, some people love to sing, sing. It doesn't matter whether you sound good or not, because God loves your adoration, God wants you to want God. And the way you, you flip the switch and you come in here, and, and, and it's really hard because this is almost like a spectator thing. You know, here we are in rows, and here I am up here talking. And, and that's not all of us together, me, you, the music, everything, all of us together, we are performing God as the audience. And we flick a switch, and that's what we do in maturity in spiritual life is you choose to say, I'm going to worship God. It's your service to God to worship God. And you know what? My guess is if you'll do that, take a, take a deep breath. Right? 
right now. Just do it. You don't have to. The, the person next to you doesn't even need to know. Just take one. That's what happens when we begin to learn how to rest. <clears throat> if you are online all the time, like I am, here's what happens. Three things happen. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not on social media. That's not where I am. Okay, I'm not on that. Here's where I am. You, I, you, you can guess. Florida State University websites. That's where I am. And I'm like this in the morning when I get up and I have to push my... Or the other thing I do is go to my bank accounts. I'm just telling you what I do. It's not social media. I, go, I went on Twitter a couple times the last couple of weeks and everybody's screaming at each other. So I, I don't, I, I'm not going back. But here's what happens to me and to you when we go online and we're scrolling. We copy what we see people doing. We compete with what we see people doing, and we compare with what we see people doing. And I don't know how in the world I can rest if I get on Twitter and then I get mad. and I'm just a wreck. If, you're, if you are in the habit of scrolling through your social media before you go to sleep, don't, don't do that. Go get some protein powder and go to sleep and get your human growth hormone thing going up with some good clean protein. Do that instead. That's a new habit also I'm adding in. <laughs> you think I'm kidding. Ask a nutritionist. They'll tell you, right? Good, clean protein with an empty belly two hours after you eat. It'll help you get that, H, whatever that stuff is. Jesus was the model. If it's good enough for Jesus, I didn't say it's good enough for God anymore. I told you why God rested on the Sabbath day, not because he needed rest. Jesus, though fully divine, was also fully human. Look at this. Very early in the morning... While it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, went off to a solitary place, and he prayed. The word solitary, it's eremos in Greek, and it can mean a lot of different things. When he goes out into the wilderness and the desert, eremos. When he goes off just some uh, far away from the people, eremos. It's a solitary place. And what I'm challenging you to do is watch Jesus and find the intentionality in your life to step aside and build a rhythm into your life of renewal, which will include resting. You rest in his presence. And five minutes isn't enough. I don't know how long it will take you. I, I have a good morning routine, and I've talked about it. It's just the truth. It took me a long time in my life to get there. But I have a good morning routine, and I, I start at 5 o'clock in the morning. And I'm, I'm alone and quiet. No music. I'm quiet for an hour. And I, 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 I will not get, let things get in the way of it. And that's Monday through Friday, Saturday. Maybe I start 30 minutes earlier, later. Sunday I start 30 minutes later. But I'm quiet and alone. And it's almost like in baseball. I'm the catcher. And there's a backstop behind me. And it's this time. And so I know I only have to go 24 hours. If something gets by me. I know I'm going to have a chance to get to it because I'm going to be there again the next morning. And I, I'm, not very, I'm not good at this. But it's a rhythm and it's intentionality. And what happens is I said rhythm's a renewal. That's fixing stuff that's worn out or broken. 
and that's what's happening with me, though I'm not good at it. And I, I start shaking thinking about putting down, getting rid of my screens and not being able to watch Netflix and whatever else it is that I tend to want to do, which is escape, not rest. So you're being jealous. God is jealous of our time that we spend on screens. You know why? Because God wants our heart. And you and I will never find rest for our souls until we find ourselves resting in God's presence. It's the longing we want. We want to connect with him and to him. That's what we want. Jesus says about rest this, Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke, meaning the load that I think life requires to carry. Take, take it from me. Learn from me. I'm gentle and humble of heart. You'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Jesus is inviting you to come to him. Because, see, all that other stuff is fine. There's nothing wrong with watching television. But it will not give me rest. There are some things we can do with our devices that are restful, that draw us into God's presence. No question about that. But much of the time we spend on the devices, on the screens, isn't restful. But that's not the only reason we're tired. We rattle off a huge list. A, a devotional kind of paraphrase of Jesus' words that I just read come from a translation of the Bible. What, you did, what the first one I gave you is from the New International Version. This is from the message. Listen to how the message, this is one guy, Eugene Peterson, who did the whole Bible by himself. He translated, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. This is Jesus speaking. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. <sighs> That's really nice. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. That's just Jesus' trans a translation of that uh, of, that I think is accessible and easy for us. So... What I want to do is this. I want to offer for you, and you might want to get your phone out, but this, this stuff is also um, the Rebecca stuff. Some of it is going to be like this, available to you on, the, on our website. There are copies. The ushers, if you want one of these, by the way, the ushers are going to have them at that back door, and you can just grab one. Okay, So it's, it's, it's a workbook thing that will help you intentionalize your rhythms, and you'll find yourself in renewal. You'll find yourself healing. You'll find yourself growing. Excuse me. Here's a morning routine suggestion. This is just a suggestion, and I'll, get, I'll tell you this. This is, this, is heavy, this is heavyweight. So I got three things here that I want to suggest that you try to do as your morning routine. You ready? Here you go. Number one, quiet and examine. Quiet means quiet. No music, no nothing. Don't have the news on in the other room. Sit and be quiet. And I'm pressing that you build this routine like Jesus early in the morning while it was still dark. You find a solitary place and you're quiet. Now, of course, you're going to have perhaps a devotional thing in your hand 
or perhaps a Bible, but you're quiet and examine. What happens is you start reading the Bible, and after a while, the Bible starts reading you. And that's what, that's what you want. You want to be, have it be a mirror. So that's one thing we do. We just sit and we be quiet. Perhaps you're a person that wants to take notes. So have a pencil and a pad in your hand or a book. So here's one second piece of this. is This is not something you'd want to do every day. It's too overwhelming, but you want, might want to do it quarterly. You might want to keep it in mind. Take an inventory. And, for, and Kathy sent this inventory out in the email earlier this week about fasting. Look at what's in the inventory. What's right? What's wrong? What's confusing? What's missing? Those are great questions. And you may just want to pick one and work with it. Just a piece of one. So that's part two. Number three. This is in our time where we're on purpose, alone in a quiet place. Again, you may have a devotional kind of thing that you read. You may want to get your Bible out and start reading that. There are nine million things that you can read and help, that will help you. But the last one is confess and release. Now, when we say confess, we're, I don't. for those of you who have a Roman Catholic background, we're not talking about confession. What we really mean is admit and then let it go. So admit what? Admit that I'm self-reliant. Admit that I'm self-determined. Admit that I think I did it. Admit that I think it's about me. And then surrender or release all of that, knowing that what you really want and what I really need is to have God come and be present in your life. Rest. Restore. Connect. Create. Four beautiful rhythms that we want to have be a part of our lives. This morning, in front of us is the table. In this table, what you're going to hear when you come forward, the ushers, I mean, the, uh, when the elders come forward, and wait just a second, elders, and then I'll let, me, let me just say these things, and then you can come forward. You're going to hear this. You're going to hear the broken body of Jesus. Your burden is lifted. This is back to the passage where Jesus says, Come to me, and I'll help you find rest. I will lift your burden then you're going to hear that. The, body, the broken body of Jesus, your burden is lifted. And you're going to hear the second line you're going to hear for the, with the cup is the spilled blood of Christ rest for your soul. The broken body of Jesus, your burden is lifted. The spilled blood of Jesus rest for your soul. So I'm going to step down. If you're at home, you want to grab some juice some milk, a piece of bread, whatever, and participate if in your home. Right now is a good time to jump up and do that. And let me invite the elders to come join me, and then I will remind us of the meaning of this. Uh, I didn't write, I don't have it in front of me, so. Oh, thank you. Who are the elders who are joining me here? Aaron and Matthew and Monica. Friends, this is the body of Jesus broken for you. Why? So that you can come to him and find rest for your soul. This is not wine, it's grape juice, but it's Jesus' blood spilled for you so that your soul can be restored. When we eat and when we drink, we have come to him. This is the real presence of Jesus, symbol as well as reality. What you are doing now is what he invited you to do. Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. If you're tired, if you're worn out, if you need rest for your soul, come now, beginning at the rear. The ushers will release people from the back, beginning with the youngsters. From the rear to the front, 
Come now and find rest for your soul.